As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know what we haven't done in a while? High, high fived. fived. <laughs> Should we high five at the beginning or the end? We can high five. Okay, let's high five. There we go. That's how we start a podcast. <laughs> and you're still here. I'm still here. I'm so excited you're still here. We get to celebrate Easter together with the family, and you're in town a few more days before you head back. That is true. Have you seen my lock screen? Your lock screen? Mm-hmm. I have not. <laughs> What does it say? Here, let me see. Uh... It says... What is it? Can you tell what it is? It's text in mm -hmm. the middle of a screen. It's a text message. It's a text message. So this was something that was sent to you. Mm -hmm. And it says, I don't want your head to get too big, but you are hilarious with three question, question marks. Yeah. That's confusing. No, 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 no. It's, like, so, it's so, like saying you're hilarious, me, but then putting some, some doubt in my mind. Let me give you some tone. So it's it's like, um, here, can I see it so I can read it? It's just because I want to get Okay, let me, let me try it. Okay, I, okay. I can do tone. Yeah, I know tone. what question marks do. <laughs> I don't want your head. I don't want, it says you. No, it's you are. <laughs> I don't want your head to get too big, but you're hilarious. So can I tell you how I would have done it? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. More of like a, like a... I don't want your head to get too big, but you're hilarious. Oh. Like, like you are. Like, you're hilarious. It's like, it's, it's, yeah. So I made it my. You are hilarious. I would you. agree with that statement. I made it my lock screen because I didn't want my head to get too big. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but you also wanted to remind yourself. Exactly. That you have comedy chops. Exactly. That's I, a really good balance. I think I want to start doing stand up for myself. Mm. Like just voice memos on voice memos of me practicing stand-up that will never see the light of day. I think it would be really good for you yeah. to try the exercise and discipline of, of stand-up. It is hard, really, really hard. I have a, a notes um, on my phone, like a notes page of stand-up ideas. Yeah, you'd be great at it. Give it a shot. You know what else I, I think you'd be great at? And I've suggested it several times. Improv. Oh. Improv. I, I'm not a stranger to improv. Well, and you kind of... I'm an enemy of improv. <laughs> <laughs> you do a lot of improv in your day-to-day -day life because yeah. you hang around really funny people. Yeah. And they all slip into characters. I've seen that kind of a little bit happening mm -hmm. just in our, our visits there. They're really great people. Yeah, you got to be funny. You got to be funny to hang. That's But when thing. you organize it and put it into games and things like that, yeah. comedy sports, have you ever thought about that? We've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, and I've, like I've said, I've done it before, but my last experience with improv was a little bit jarring. Yes. Uh, because it was dramatic improv in, I've just kind of got some issues with dramatic improv. Mm -hmm. um, because why would you ever, <laughs> as a working actor, when would you ever 
be thrown into a scene where they say, all right, you're not going to know the context. You're not going to go the situ- know the situation. We're just going to throw you into a traumatic event. Yeah. And you like try and find the scene. Like that's never going to happen. Because our writers just didn't work out the plot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our so writers uh, had the week off. Yes. So, so um, we don't, we have no idea where the series is going. Yeah. We're in like, uh, you know, season eight and we, and we don't know what's happening next. So yeah. just make it up. We trust you. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there are few projects where there's actually no script and the whole thing is improv. And I understand. But it's comedy. Dr- no, sometimes it's dramatic. Like, um, but I don't think that's my route. And nope, so, nope, nope. so I'm okay with, with not pursuing that, but I know, I know improv is important, but also just the improv scene in LA is very intimidating. You know what is largely improvisational? What? A podcast. <gasps> Should we start one? Let's do it. Roll that intro music. All right. Mags and dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and dads, wholesome Oh, right. I just got a call and it was a spam risk on my phone, which means I'm going to turn my ringer off (laughs) right now as we start this amazing podcast. When you told me uh, what you've you said, I've told you this a lot of times. I think you'd be really good at I thought you were going to say speaking. Oh, yeah. Speaking, you you had a funny comment about that. Yeah, because my grandma, we visited with her the other day. She's also told me many times, she's said, like, I think you'd be a great motivational speaker um, or just a speaker in general. And I told you that my issue with this is I far too much, or maybe not too much, maybe it's a good thing. (laughs) Just did it. I just did it. (laughs) I do this thing where I see two sides of everything so much where it's really hard for me to have a definitive opinion so I could walk up on stage and be like hey guys I'm here to tell you to live your dreams chase after your dreams be the best you unless maybe you're having an off day and you actually just need to stay at home take that mental health day really feed yourself your dreams will always be there and everyone will just leave going what am I supposed to the do? Indecisive <laughs> like, speaker, Maggie Thurman. Exactly. Because I just I I don't think I'd be good at it. I know. I mean, <laughs> the thing about speaking generally is like, who am I to tell people how to live their lives yeah. and and what's right, especially when you're young. I felt that way getting into it when I was 25. Mm-hmm. And and my way was to just talk about what I did know, which was performance and skills and my excellence with, you know, <laughs> juggling and things like that, that I could then, you know use this metaphors into their life experience. I think you would be great talking about what you've been through, like in your life and social media and topics that people are genuinely, genuinely interested in. And, and they pick up on the essence of you, which is motivational. But I, I actually have that same issue sometimes where I see multiple sides of something all at once. It's, it comes from empathy. Yeah. You know, for sure. No, I, I see your point because I do I do love. Of course you do. You see everybody's <laughs> point. <laughs> I do love to like um, when people come to me with questions about social media and stuff and and also something I feel very passionate about talking about, which I feel like I'll definitely talk about as I get older more and just like throughout the years is like dealing with people commenting on so much of your life um, because that's been happening since I was like. 16, 17. So just let's project to this scenario. Let's mm -hmm. say you get a call from your agent. Yeah. And your agent says, hey, Maggie, we have an opportunity for you. Yep. This company has been following you and they're interested in you doing a 30-minute or 20-minute speech at their sales event because they want to know more about social media and they also would love to hear more about your perspectives Mm. on things. 
Would that excite you or would that terrify you or somewhere I, in between? I don't know if I'd do it. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I also feel like because I've been in that world so much because of you, like I'm not a stranger to it. I've, I've seen so many speeches, not just from you, but mm-hmm. literally been attending the National Speakers Association since I was like yep. six, you know? Or Pretty savvy old. speaker critic. Yeah. Or reviewer. Um, And I know that world and I just feel like with with the amount of time and energy I have and I want to get good at whatever I do, I don't know if venturing out to another thing because it's not something you can just wing. Mm-hmm. It, it would take a lot of time and a lot of preparation and I'm not the best public speaker. Like my voice gets shaky, I get nervous, so which well, is really no one's, interesting. No one's good in the beginning and that's the that's the tricky part, staying with something long enough until you really get it. Oh my gosh, wait, I'd love to talk about that in in a second, and I'd love to talk about it in English, but before we talk more in English, let's talk more about other languages. Yeah, and this is kind of (laughs) what we're talking about, is how do you learn something new? And when it comes to new things to learn, languages are always at the top of our list, and probably yours as well. And for most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. I, I know that you know, I felt like I was making progress. I made good grades, but I didn't really retain anything um, other than a few catchphrases here and there, things I could say to sort of impress people. And, you know, even in college, I took it to the next level, but I can't tell you much of what I actually learned. But now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there is an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Yes, mom's actually revisiting Spanish right now. I looked at her Babbel app just before this episode, Mm -hmm. and it's so cool how it organizes it for you. You set your weekly goals, and it kind of moves you through these individual lessons and keeps track for you. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, save up to 60%. That's amazing. 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash mags. <gasps> I'm the code. You are the code. That's so cool. For up to 60% off your subscription, use that code Babbel.com slash mags. And Babbel is B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash mags. Babbel, language for life. (laughs) That's so cool. So learning something new. Yeah. Well, oh, what I really wanted to add to that conversation Mm -hmm. was um, a really interesting conversation that I had had with some friends a while ago. And I feel like I can talk about this. Um, But specifically, oh, do I want to talk about this? Maybe don't call them out by name. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in general, a lot of really, really popular people who have become popular through social media are branching out. You know, they're going in, uh, one of the big commonalities is music. And 
if you're someone in social media who's about to release music or who has released music, you know you are most likely going to be flamed. No matter like how good it is, there's going to be people who are flamed abs- is not a good thing. Uh, it's, it's, not in, not in the aspect where I'm using it right yeah, now. Yeah, okay. Where you could have a great song where if you had released it and where people don't know who you are and somebody heard it, they'd go, that's a really cool song. However, if you have 40 million followers on TikTok and release something, it's just going to be looked at through a harsher lens, lens most of the time. And the conversation I was having with friends was kind of talking about the reason a lot of the times that is, is because artists who work their way up from not people knowing them, then them knowing them from their music, you begin to know them when their music's getting really good. Because the album you may know, there's six EPs before it. There's like Mm. 10 singles. There's stuff they've done to find their sound. Mm -hmm. These kids are finding their sound under the lens of 40 million people. Yes, and you can't, no matter how much money you throw at that, Mm -hmm. you can't accelerate the artist's process, is what I think you're saying, through that journey of getting to know what is my sound, what is my music, and -hmm. the lessons of going into a studio because you don't don't get anything right the first time. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And like that, that's why I was kind of applying that to speaking, where it was like, I could I could go, I could prep a ton, but like you said, no one's good at the beginning. However, with a bunch of people looking at me, that's just a tough situation to walk into. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You've heard the expression, if you if something's worthwhile, then it's worth doing right. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, the other side of that that I love is that if it's worthwhile, then it's worth doing wrong. Because you have to do it wrong for a period of time before you get it right. Mm-hmm. That's why again, I love teaching people juggling because it causes them to face that struggle and frustration where they think about themselves and they're like, ah, oh, this doesn't feel good. It's it's icky to not be good at something. But then you move through that process and then you begin to get it and understand it. Yeah. And the question is, is it meaningful to you? And it may be, it may be, not be. It comes down to willingness. You know, I, I put it in the frame of willingness and ability are the first two things. Like if you have a genuine willingness to try something, then you're going to put in the time and the effort to develop the skill and ability. Yeah. But if you don't, then that's okay. You just recognize and reconcile the fact that this doesn't matter to you as much as you thought it did. Remember the conversation we were having about an hour ago about hobbies? <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of stepped in it maybe or you interpreted some things that I said in a negative way. No, I it put was, it out there in a negative way, maybe. No, it was it was okay. Think tensions were getting high. We were trying to finish a TikTok. <laughs> Which was going really well. It was going so well. It's a funny TikTok. Yeah. And it still will be a funny TikTok. Yeah. If it ever sees the light of day. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it will. It will. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I love that. Um, but this is I don't have a segue for this, but I, I have something I want to talk about. Do you want me to talk about what that is? Because I'm sure they're wondering. Oh, my gosh. Are they on the edge of their seats? Yeah, uh, I am. <laughs> Mom well, says she's on the edge of her seat. Well, there's. it's not just you. It's not. Just, and this isn't you, but this is just in general. There's a style of content or, inter, you know, where it's like, oh, look at me. Try this. But I'm awkward at it and I'm not great at it. And it's uh, I'm a little self-conscious. And, and, and failing at something is like. It's still entertaining, you know, obviously not because they're, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying this well. I guess my point is I don't really see how that applies to me. 
because like I I try things, but I feel like I usually do get them to a certain level. Well, yeah, you definitely do. But, you know, again, I, what it is is I see you holding back sometimes on at those moments where you can either push forward with more confidence and determination and say, damn it, I'm going to get this. Can you give me an example? Oh, pickleball <laughs> yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Pickleball yesterday. There, there were a lot of factors. I know. There were some instances where, where, where I know you've been practicing a lot and playing a lot. I did my best yesterday. You I, did great, I, ultimately. I, I wasn't holding back at all. And we won some games together, and you did, you did great. But when you would miss a shot, it was almost like, oh, you know, oh, silly me. Yeah, you laughed at yourself, which is a good thing. Well, I don't, see, I don't see how it's beneficial for me to beat myself up about it, you know? Yeah. Like, I understand what you're saying in the fact of, like, taking things seriously, you know? Taking learning seriously. Like, learning, trying to learn from every opportunity intentionally. Like, when it doesn't work, instead of laughing it off, saying, what exactly did I do there that's wrong or that can be improved? And how would I adjust that for the next try? And I I do, but I can also just say it's it's not that deep, you know? Like... Mm-hmm. I'm 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 there for a good time. To have fun. Yeah, I do family. wish I played better yesterday. And that me will, too. I was really frustrated. That'll probably haunt <laughs> me. <laughs> so playing against family is intimidating, though. Yeah, yeah, it is a little intimidating. But the the video that we were doing the TikTok. Yeah. So you were telling me you said <laughs> I'm going to do a backflip at the end of the TikTok, yeah. which which kind of intrigued me yeah because i spent a lot of time when you were younger teaching mm-hmm. you how to do, how to do a backflip yeah and i guess you know in my mind i was projecting to this scenario where you'd actually work with somebody and and got the skill and learned it mm-hmm. and then you were just it was a comedy thing where you were just gonna fake it and fail and it's like <laughs> the fake it and fail thing is just too easy it's like it's like a throwaway you know to me because I was hoping you'd actually do a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't do a backflip. So not I, with that attitude. I did, I did. You could totally do a backflip. Oh, my gosh. But that's not true because I remember a very specific time where you said, you got this, you can do a backflip, and then I landed on my face. Well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> but but you, that doesn't mean you can't do it. That means in that one moment, you talked yourself out of your confidence. You didn't fully commit. I feel like I'm, I committed a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've, I have before in my life. However, it's something that really terrifies me, and I don't feel like I need to learn. Yeah, yeah well, that's fine. That's the willingness piece, yeah. so you shouldn't do it. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that was, that Are was... we cool? <laughs> Are we okay? I'm cool. Can we high-five again? Okay. Will that help? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. I feel good. <laughs> I feel better. <laughs> you know what might make you feel better? What? Karaoke. Karaoke. Oh no! <laughs> Mom's shaking her head. I don't. I'm. I'm not even on the joke. I guess there is a Tesla feature. <gasps> no way. That it's not in your car. So sorry. Mm-hmm. But it's in Mom's. Nice. Um, and it's karaoke, but it's for the car. So it's called karaoke. Um, and a few times in this past week, and I've been driving Mom's car. I just click on it and I randomly sing a karaoke song by myself. (laughs) And so I I grabbed lunch or I grabbed brunch with a friend this morning, Annie. And we do this thing where we'll get breakfast and then we'll go to Starbucks. 
but we'll go through the Starbucks line because it'll take like 20 minutes and then it's just more time in the car to talk. And afterwards, we're just sitting in the car and I randomly clicked on it and we just started singing different karaoke songs. Not well. <laughs> we're just kind of, and we often didn't know how the songs went. Um, and like we had the windows down and we're just parked in a parking lot because it was a nice day out. So we wanted the air. Uh, but it was funny. Were there people around? <laughs> and like every now and then someone would come to their car like right next to us and we'd just roll out the windows. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, but it's it's a really fun feature. It's been so nice to catch up with friends and it's it's incredible how how it feels like no time has passed. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. Good friends are like that. Yeah. But you don't have that feature in your car, unfortunately. No, but you know you what do I have do have? You have What? <laughs> I have a shattered windshield. What? Yeah, I was playing pickleball the other day, <laughs> as huh? I do. In your car? <laughs> No, 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 at, at, uh, at some local courts. And um, I went to my car afterwards, and mm -hmm. it just looks like there's a baseball, a baseball made of steel, maybe, <laughs> um, hit my car. Oh, it's like man. a spiral. Yeah. Is it like shattered all the way through? No, it's, it's, I actually have a picture. It looks, it looks like it hit, and then bounced off and then it just spiraled. Now wait, shattered. is it near like a baseball field? Uh not yes and no. Like it's So somebody might have just walked by and like hit it or something, you think? I don't know, because it yes it is close, but it's 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 not like it would have just gone over the net and hit it. You know what I mean? Over the fence? Yeah. Over yeah. the fence. Sorry. I've been playing a lot of a lot of pickleball. Yeah. So I'm used to pickleball turns. Well let's presume good intentions and good vibes. Like, let's presume a positive thing, that it was a total accident. They didn't even realize they broke your windshield. The baseball was gone. There was no baseball inside, so someone came to get a baseball. Well, maybe it rolled a long way <laughs> away from the car. <laughs> yeah, baseballs, you know, they roll a lot. That's oh, what yeah. They do. <laughs> Man, I can't find the picture. That's okay. I broke a windshield more, probably more than once, but at least once that was kind of an interesting tale. Um, in our van, I broke the windshield from the inside out. Oh, like punched it? No, not like that. <laughs> um, it was at the time that... <laughs> pickleball in your car? Yeah, pickleball. <laughs> no, um, Bobby Coggins and I were unicycling at a particular park that we were really enjoying. And it was kind of like our home park where we rode all the time, like a mile and a half loop around. And our goal was to get all the way around without coming off the unicycle, which ultimately we were able to do. You know, it was tricky, like climbs and valleys and rivers and things like that. So it was very challenging but fun. And there was one section where we couldn't because it went down very steeply into a river and then up out of the river super steeply and it, about a 12-foot gap. And so we actually, yeah, what's that? <laughs> it wasn't 12 feet. Yeah, the length of the, of the, um, of the chasm was about a 12-foot distance that we decided to bridge. And so we built a bridge mm. with the help of my cousin and who had some extra wood laying over. And so we used a four <laughs> by four and some and one foot long, like pieces of planking for decking, like decking board. And we built this bridge and it looks so cool. And we're like, all right, let's go install it. And you know, we don't have the right to install something in public property on somebody else's trail, but we decided to do it. Mm -hmm. We found a back way in and we got it in and buried it and, and it lives there even still to this day. Mm. And and I'm sure How'd many... the windshield shatter? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I loaded it in at my cousin Rick's house into the um, 
into the my van, got ready to leave. It was like, all right, we're all set, we're ready to go. And I closed my my door, and then I pushed my door at the very end, mm-hmm. and it was just enough to pop it forward and right into my windshield. Mm. Yeah. Other than that, <laughs> it was a perfect plan. <laughs> Did I do it with the unicycle too? Yeah. yeah, I used to have a Reliant K car before I had any kind of van whatsoever. That was my first, my second car or third car actually. <laughs> um, uh, the it, and I drove around with this twelve foot unicycle um, that I had made back in nineteen eighty seven. Still have it. You made the unicycle? No. Well, I had it made. Okay. I had it made when I was <laughs> performing for the Falcons. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I had to drive it to different places, and so I would put the mat on top of the like sedan, my car, and put the unicycle on top and tie it down on the front and the back. And so I'd be driving with this unicycle on top of my car, and people would give me the weirdest looks, and I would forget why. Like I'd forget that it was up there, and I'd just be driving along, and people look at me like, like "What? Who is this weirdo?" Yep. And the shadow was really cool. When the sun would hit me and I'd look over and I'd see my car with this unicycle shadow on top of it. <laughs> awesome. Man. <laughs> so are you going to fix your windshield? I don't know. I think it gives it character. Mm-hmm. As long... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Well, is it? Yeah. Then it e- gives me character. Okay. <laughs> Even for a small crack? or it's? She said it's against the law. Uh, we'll have to look into that make sure. Check your local laws, kids, <laughs> for your own windshield situations. Yeah. So I see a topic on your on your reminder board, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I have no topics on the reminder board. No. I'm just kind of improvising because I've been... Because you love improv. Oh, yeah. I've been kind of like overwhelmed a little bit. Yeah? I have a lot going on at this present moment. I'm leaving town tomorrow, going to Orlando, then Canada. Mm-hmm. Maybe gone all week. There's a lot. Are There's you going to go to Disney World? No. Uh, in Canada? Mm-hmm. What no, part of Canada? Um, we're going to Victoria. Oh, I And mom's flying in to meet me because we went to Victoria on our honeymoon. And so it's a way to like recapture Aww. some of the romance. That's sweet. Yeah. See, I only know three places in Canada. Toronto. Toronto. Vancouver, oh, I know four. Banff. And Ontario. Ontario. There's a lot of places. Canada is huge. It's beautiful. It's diverse. It's wilderness, it's great cities, it's a really amazing country. I haven't been there since the pandemic. This will be my first trip back to Canada. So I'm really looking forward to that. I think my last time in Canada was with you, um, and we went and saw Matilda. Matilda, yes. Yeah, and I remember... I was trying to remember the name of that show the other day. Yeah, I was... Whenever I look at those pictures, I get kind of sad, because it's the time... Of when I had my braces where I didn't ever want to smile with my teeth. And so all the pictures, I'm just going, <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I just smile. It's fine. I had the rubber bands too. That was a bold move because you didn't have to get braces. Your teeth weren't that bad, but you were, you decided, like, I want to do this. I want to go through this. I know it's going to be hard and rough. Yeah. Be- because I want great teeth on the other side. Yeah. 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 Did you I, ever second guess that decision? Not really. I wanted him earlier. Like, I, I wanted them a lot earlier, and I was told, no, you can't, but by you guys, <laughs> um, because apparently I didn't have all my teeth or something. Yeah. I still don't have wisdom teeth. Really? Yeah, I don't think. 
I don't even. You know what I remember about that trip? What? We decided to go to the top of the tower. Like you can go Mm -hmm. to this big viewing area at the top of the building. I don't don't know where it is, but downtown Toronto, there's this huge, you could look it up. What's the, the big tower in the middle of Toronto? Anyway, we decided to go up there and it was, there was a window of time we could do it before my speech. This particular client, I was doing like several different things during their agenda over Mm -hmm. a two or three day period. And this was the last one of those. It was an after dinner thing. So we decided to go. So we get all the way to the top and we look at it. We're seeing the city and the view. And then there's this long line to get down the elevator. Mm, I do remember. And we were like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it back for my show. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and that's like the nightmare. The actor's yeah. nightmare, the speaker's nightmare is you made a commitment to be on stage, they they introduce you and you're not there. Mm. And so we were literally thinking about going down like hundreds and hundreds of stairs to get to the bottom, but we decided to wait for the elevator, got in a taxi, found a taxi right away. It was literally that close. Like I got to the ballroom, immediately immediately was introduced, got on the stage. That's so crazy. Yeah, the CN Tower. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Canadian National Tower. The time, the only other time I think I've been to Canada as well was also with you for a speech. And it was for Redkin. And I very much remember yeah. that because I think that's where I found my love for free stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> because they had their like new product samples. And I grabbed <laughs> one and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. And then actually everyone at our table was like, we work here. We don't need this. Would you like ours? So I just had a bunch of them. I still have one. Never use them. Yeah, that, it, and it was it was um, snowing hard, mm-hmm. and there was a pool that you could swim indoor <gasps> outdoor. Yeah. but it was a heated pool that was very cool. And I remember shopping with you for some reason. We were locked. Oh, because you had to buy a swimsuit. Yeah, we bought think, you. We bought you a swimsuit so that we can go in the pool. Yeah, I think I have a video of it. But actually, no. I feel like maybe that was the second. I don't know. I don't know. But we've yeah. been through a lot. I'd love to go to Canada. Canada again. But in moments like I'm feeling, you know, I, I'm grateful you could just drive the podcast and come up with the topics. And I'm just going to breathe through the moments. Take a good deep breath. Hey, so what's our next topic? I see one down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty it's, heavy. It's a nice, light yeah. question that I have for you. <laughs> and it is, what is your biggest regret in life? I I don't know that I, A, have a huge regret or mm-hmm. B want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So, next but, but <laughs> I'll tell you one, I'll tell you one that was interesting. Mm-hmm. I, and I may have shared this before. One time I was doing a speech and it was right about the time that we were trying to figure out how do you like sell products and sell books or I didn't have a book yet. So this was a long time ago. I had VHS tapes that I'd made of my keynote speech, and that was the that was the offer. If you were like, if you saw my speech and you wanted to buy one, twenty bucks, take it home to your family. You could show them what you saw today, you know, like a, like a musician selling their mm-hmm. their music at the back of the room. And so, I did my speech, and I was in that mode, right, of selling things and giving, you know, whatever. And I went back into the service hallway, and <laughs> well, this this person who was a employee of the hotel came and walked up to me and they picked it up and they were like, this is, looks really amazing. You know, I, I think I'd like to get one of these. And so I was just kind of quoted. I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. We're selling those. They're like $20. And their face went from in an instant went from like really admiring me and what I believed and like what, what they heard from me. And they said, Oh, that's why you do it. 
That's why you do what? Like, that's why you speak is to sell these tapes. Like, like, and I, it wasn't fair for them to make that connection. No. But ever since that moment, I recognized, look, when you have a chance to be generous, when you have a chance to give something away to somebody, it's a tiny you know, thing on my part. It could be a huge moment in their life. And so I give, give a lot more away because of that. But that's not a huge regret. It's just a, a regretful moment that I learned from. And I've got yeah. bigger ones for sure. I don't think it was fair of them to say that um, at all because in your line of business, in any line of business, like you got to make money to survive. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's important to be generous, but in a scenario like that, I can see it getting to a very taxing point where it's like, okay, well, I need to be generous with everyone. I need to give everyone something, which like is true. Be generous with everyone in like a lot of aspects of yourself, but also you do have to make money. <laughs> I, but I, I try to err on that side of things. Like we do the weekly coaching video. Mm-hmm. We put in a lot of time and effort and yeah. money, the whole family in order to produce that thing. Yeah. And I think give it away right. for free all over the world. I've been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, TikTok. God, I don't have a desire to monetize my TikTok. It's about you. It's about planting seeds for future opportunities with people. But if, when it comes down to if I had to choose between making a ton of money in this world and leaving a big impact in this world. Oh, yeah. Like no, no choice. Yeah, no question. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd like both. <laughs> I mean, that would be that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think and we've I, done all right. I mean, we've done well. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like the more you put out there, the more opportunities come to you. One of the other things I've heard about money is in many ways, the money that flows into your life is validation for the value you put out in the life, in, in the world. And so that's why if you're struggling with some money, you know, one of the one of the ways you can look at that is like, how can I be more valuable to people, don't you think? Like, like, how can I help people solve their problems? How can I really, you know, f- provide something of use and, and service to the world? And if you do that, chances are it's going to lead you to some opportunities that could be pretty profitable. Yeah. Very cool, very cool. You've done that. You're doing that right now. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with you. I don't think I have any, I don't have, I, like, when I think of regrets, I don't have one big one that comes to mind, you know, I, I think we live and we learn in life and there's things I know now that I wish I knew when I was younger. Um, but I, I find myself with little daily regrets of mm-hmm. when I'm driving home from someplace and I'm just replaying in my mind, like every interaction where I'm like, Oh, I could have done this better. This, da, 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 da. but you gotta let it go. Like it, because in 10 years, I'm not going to remember it. So why should I, I let it be eating me up right now? I have a lot of those. Yeah. Where I have we some, just overanalyze, I think. Well, yeah. For me, I have a lot of those painful moments that, that could be, if you showed me a highlight reel of those all at once, <laughs> I would crawl into a corner and I would never leave, or at least for not for a week. No. Of just sobbing in misery. Because I've chosen, I don't want to think about that anymore. Yeah. Because it would get me stuck in the past. And there's some things in my life where I truly have to block out. Yes. Because I've embarrassed myself so much. And some of those are even recent. <laughs> no, I know. And I, none come to mind right now because I've done a really good oh. job about blocking it out. Oh, one comes uh, to mind for me, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not talk about it on the podcast because we're not going to do that to each other. Yeah. But that brings me to the next point that you might see on the board. Okay. Which is, is everything embarrassing? Hmm. 
Well, I think it depends on, what do you mean by that? So there's a TikTok audio that you might have heard, and it goes, it's like, oh, I don't exactly remember how it goes. It's like, why would you say that? That's embarrassing. You're embarrassing yourself. Um, and people put it to a lot of different things, and some they put it to a lot of normal things where it's like uh, using an umbrella or something like that, where it's like things that shouldn't be embarrassing but somehow are. They just feel weird. And then it got me thinking, there's so many things. I, I do feel like we did a pretty good job of not being too embarrassing on the internet. Um, <laughs> but I'll look back at some of my videos and I'll go, ooh. Like, I think I'm more embarrassing in real life than I am on the internet. <laughs> oh, because we, we definitely like, analyze a lot because I think we're conscious of the public view but there's a lot of people even comments that I'll read on some of our stuff where it's just like I got secondhand embarrassment from this and it's just us being us there's nothing really embarrassing about it but to some people they'd say embarrassing and you could look at somebody doing something else and they'd say embarrassing even posting a TikTok there was a large population of people who would say oh you'd never catch me doing that that's embarrassing mm-hmm well, the other side of it is confidence or maybe even just like authenticity, congruence. Yeah, I mean, but embarrassment or being embarrassed is exactly prioritizing someone else's judgment about your life or your actions over your own. Yeah, and and my point in all this is that I think everything could be considered embarrassing by someone which is why you literally can't be embarrassed by anything because then you would do nothing in life. You would never take any risks. You would never do anything because somebody it's most, it's very likely that whatever you're about to do, somebody is going to perceive as embarrassing. And so you literally, you can't even think about it that way. You know what I mean? It's the wrong lens through which to see the world. (laughs) Is it embarrassing or isn't it? Will prevent you from doing anything. Yeah. It'll prevent you from taking action. And that's embarrassing. Well, (laughs) and and there you go, ladies and gentlemen, is Maggie Thurman, the motivational speaker. (laughs) You want to tell us the other side of that? No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Uh, I thought you were going to say the point of this whole thing, dad, is I'm totally embarrassed by you. No, I love you. I I love you too. You guys are so great. I think um, we don't let each other... Be embarrassed. Be embarrassed. Like, I do things with you that would be embarrassing if I wasn't with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I get away with it because I'm with my daughter. Oh, my gosh. So much of the time. That's why I think it's crazy how much my demeanor changes if I'm in a grocery store alone versus if I'm with a friend or two. I'm a completely different person because if I'm by myself, I'm just trying to mind my own business. I don't want anyone to look at me. I don't want anyone to talk to me because I just so I get really weird, like, socially. Or I'm just like, I don't want to ah. um, But if I'm with people... I'm having a party in that in that grocery store <laughs> on aisle eight, whatever. Like oh, eight is the best aisle. I know. Party. I'm telling you. Yeah, totally. <sighs> <sighs> well, everything is embarrassing. Karaoke, biggest regret, my lock screen, Samson. I think we've done your whole list. We did your whole podcast. So now it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I there's something I haven't told mom about. Oh, but. Sometimes when I'm overwhelmed, okay, there's, I'm nervous. There's some things we're trying to do in a big way in our life right now in terms of locations and things that are happening. (laughs) 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 And there's a lot of moving parts all at once right now. On top of that, I'm going out of town 
And often when I'm in that moment, other than breathing and just being centered in the moment and stretching and being present, which is always good advice, a lot of times <laughs> I move into my time warp mode, which is I know how to get ready for a speech. I know everything else I need to do. Um, so I'm going to do something that seems irrational at the time, but it's absolutely necessary. So honey, when this podcast is over, I'm going to be getting the dogs and going to play disc golf. No. With, with my buddies because of a couple things. We're going to be leaving the dogs for a while, and so I want them to get some <laughs> wait, exercise. Wait, wait, wait. So before this podcast, when you asked me what the day, rest of my day looks like, and I said, nothing, what about you? And you said, nothing, and I said, great, well, hang out. Wait, oh, no. What was... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going to ask you to go with me. Oh, I don't want to go. But then you'll <laughs> see where I go all the time, and you'll meet my buddies, and you'll get to see the dogs and... You'll throw some Frisbees discs. You know I suck at throwing Frisbee discs. Yeah, but we can get better. You need to go and do that. It's your, it's your man time. Mom said I need to go and do that. Yeah. See, and that's why we've been married so long. And that's long. why mom's actually going to finish out the rest of the podcast with me here. <laughs> <laughs> she certainly can. No, that'll be fun. That'll be great. And um, It'll just be a couple hours. And yeah. I'll be back. Are we going to finish the TikTok before? I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. We can't decide on the ending. We see both sides of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be awesome, though. Yeah. All right. Well, and then this will be the last podcast before you get back to L.A. That's what you guys think. Oh, man. Now I'll, that I've surprised you once, what's going to stop me from doing it again except the $95 Ubers? <laughs> and over again. Oh. Well, the, t the flights are a little more expensive than that, even. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. And the middle seats. Middle, oh, that was yeah. tough. I think I'm a middle seat on the way back, too. Are you really? I can't. There was only one spot on the... Oh, mom's on it. She's typing away a storm. Oh, she just deleted the whole podcast on accident. <laughs> <laughs> I think she hacked into the code of Delta Airlines and... She's in upload. She's she, pretending she's in upload. She just took eight gigabytes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that was a joke for a very niche, a niche crowd mm. <laughs> who watches upload season two. <laughs> All right. Well, I've, I always enjoy this time. Me too. So much more with you in person. And uh, podcasts are great every time we do them. But it's even better when we can share the same space. Yeah. Here's my question. Now that I've surprised you guys, are you guys going to ever surprise me? Well, if I told you that, it wouldn't be a surprise. Well, see, it's... I know it is a little dangerous. Why? Because you might be doing something you don't want us to see? Well parents popping in on you i might not be home there's oh. a high possibility i won't be home right um also i live alone so it just gets a little weird <laughs> that does not sound right i mean like it may not always be the like cleanest you know i have a i have a closed chair <laughs> that currently just its role is to hold clothes um <laughs> You know, I sing very loud sometimes. Sometimes I just yell. Talk to yourself. Talk, talk to, to your myself. furniture. Talk to, my, talk to my clothes chair. We're actually, he's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, no, but it'd be fine. You guys could show up whenever. Yeah, definitely. It's part of my plans. We're going to do that. Yep. What day? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you at least 10 minutes notice. Okay, sick. You'll, you'll just text me that you need a ride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All uh, right. Well, this has been great. I love you. I hope you have so much fun in Canada, that you both have so much fun in Canada. Send me selfies. Call me. 
Definitely. Sure will. Sure will. I love you so much. I love you. And uh, the only thing that could have been better is if Eddie was here at the same time. Yeah. To have our whole family together on Easter and doing cool, fun stuff at these moments. But that's going to come soon. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So thank you for listening. And thanks for letting this be a part of your life and your family as well. So if you'd like to reach out to us and we'd love to hear from you, please go to wholesomechaos.com. You can ask questions there. We didn't do any questions this particular podcast, but we will do them next time. And we'd love to hear yours and just see what's going on in your life. Yep. Love you. I love you too. Love you, baby. Love you, Addie. And love you. Have a good time. Bye. We'll see you next week. Bye. Max and Dads. Wholesome chaos. Max and Dads. Wholesome chaos. So what songs did you do in karaoke? Um, did a little bit of Taylor Swift, Shake It Off. We did Shake It Off. Um, Shake It Off. We did a duet of A Whole New World. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did Oompa Loompa, Doompa Dee Dee, in the style of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That's a karaoke song? Yeah. Far out. Yeah. It surprised us both. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.